We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So the Thunder will dribble it out. The next three-game winning streak comes to an end. As the Knicks will lose to the Thunder for the first time this season. They'll play again at the Garden a little bit later in the season. And OKC is going to improve to 8-10 and 10 at home. Meanwhile, the Knicks fall two games under 500. Okay. First and foremost, Happy New Year, everyone. Hope everybody's doing well, as we are about two hours from 2022. If you're in the Eastern time zone, uh, get that out of the way first. Um, I'm just going to get right to it. I'm extraordinarily annoyed um, because the narrative from this game is going to be that the Knicks without Kemba Walker and Julius, well, primarily the Knicks without Julius Randle and Kemba Walker couldn't score. Um, that's going to be the narrative. And the narrative, uh, as one of um, uh, one of the beat writers who just tweeted this out, uh, who shall not be named, uh, the other narrative is going to be like, oh, the Knicks kept chucking threes and they didn't make them terrible offense. And I hate both of these narratives, and obviously both of the narratives are interconnected. Um, what annoys me about this game is they lost it because they just didn't hit good shots. Doesn't mean they weren't good shots. Doesn't mean it wasn't good offense. And it especially doesn't mean it wasn't good offense in consideration of who they did not have there on the court. Because the fact is, no, they didn't have offensive advantage creators. No Julius Randle, no Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier got into the paint a couple times, but he clearly was hobbled by um, uh, whatever it was, a sprained ankle. Actually, I stand corrected. They did have one advantage creator, and we're going to talk about him because he was easily the bright spot of tonight. And of course, I'm talking about R.J. Barrett. But RJ can only do so much, and he couldn't hit the far side of a barn from from deep. But, yeah, obviously you're going to struggle scoring the ball without advantage creators. And you know what? I really respect their approach tonight because I thought, considering the fact that they did not have anybody who could create an advantage, again, outside of RJ Barrett on the floor, they got as good a shots as they were going to get. And those shots, we saw the shots they got. They got – they when they drove the lane – um, the players that got all the way down to the rim either I thought made some nice passes off to Mitch. Again, most of the time was RJ, but we saw some other players get down into the paint quickly, uh, had one towards the end that comes to mind. There were a couple other guys just missed because that's not those guys' strength. We saw some decent looks from mid-range, but everything else was behind the arc because those were the shots that the Knicks could get. And again, they're good shots. They're good shots from guys who usually hit those shots, and those shots did not go down tonight. 
Um, it happens. Like, I don't know why they didn't go down tonight. I don't know if it was the fact that they were unnerved because they didn't have their two best, quote-unquote, best players on the floor. Um, that said, I will say that I would have really liked to see what this team would have looked like tonight with all due respect to Deuce McBride, and I loved some of the stuff that Deuce did. I would have liked to see what this team did tonight with Kemba Walker in the lineup. Um, and Kevin Knox did some nice things, but if you would have given me the the – not the 10 guys that played tonight minus Knox. And again, Knox did some nice things. This is no shade on Knox, but just without Knox plus Kemba go a little smaller um, and have a guy in there, another guy in there besides Barrett who could get into the teeth of the defense. Um, although at this point, what does Kemba do? Kemba drives and kicks, you know, and if they're not hitting their threes, they're not hitting their threes. So I'm not really sure what difference Kemba would have made um, other than to, you know, maybe get get a few more drives in there and get a few more corner threes, if anything. What are you going to do? They don't hit shots. Um, I, 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 You could tell I'm not really I'm, – I'm annoyed at what the narrative is going to be. I'm not pissed at the performance tonight. Um, even on defense. I mean, I, I know the that scoring is down. Um, but, you know, since the NBA in 2022, you can't take away anything. If you hold the team to 95 points – um, you know, you've done your job more or less. Uh, I thought Mitchell Robinson struggled immensely uh, trying to guard these stretch fives. I mean, Isaiah Roby was two for two from deep. And uh, Mike Muscala was three of nine. So only five of Oklahoma City's 18 threes. But it was very clear that the Knicks – just did not feel comf- comfortable navigating that high pick and roll. Um, and, you know, obviously they couldn't stop SGA all night, but hey, guess what? Nobody else could stop SGA because I'm pretty sure he's leading the league in drives per game and he's fucking awesome. And uh, I wish we had that guy on our team. Unfortunately, we did not. Um, so, yeah, I don't have a lot to say tonight um, other than what I've already said. I thought they played, I thought they pl- it was refreshing to see them play a game without Julius Randle. Um, and I'm, I, I'm not about to say that they are a better team without Julius Randle and not give it any context because that would be silly. If you put last year's Julius Randle on this team and they played like they did tonight, they would have won the game. Um, if you put this year's version of Julius Randle on this team tonight, I, I would actually argue that they may have lost by more. Um, I, I don't know that, but I do know that I somewhat enjoyed what I saw, um, because I thought it was a fundamentally sound offense, which I'm going to keep going back to that point again and again and again, again, given the personnel, given the fact that they didn't really have a true advantage creator on the offense, it was a sound game plan as you were going to get, uh, as for RJ and I'll, I'll speak quickly on him because I'm sure a lot of the super chats are going to be about RJ Barrett. I thought RJ was awesome. I thought RJ, you know, the thing about RJ, and we've, I've been critical of him um, in the past. I think I've probably become more of an RJ defender this year, given where public consensus seems to be. The thing that many people have brought up and uh, probably doesn't get brought up enough is this is a guy who was used to running the show his whole career, and he's had to adjust to this year. I mean, being, I don't know, second, third, fourth, fifth on the totem pole. Um, and that's a really hard adjustment to make for a guy who like 
from the age of whatever until like the day he was drafted almost was basically told like, yeah, you're the number one player in your class in the country. Um, tonight he got a chance to be the number one guy. And I thought he responded really well. He didn't hit threes, but I thought he responded really well. I thought his, I thought his drives were nice. I thought they looked good. Even the ones he missed, I thought they looked good. I thought he was passing out of drives really nice. I thought he had some nice assists, some nice dishes to Mitch that didn't, some went down, some didn't go down. He had some nice kickouts that just missed. Um, you know, again, everything, um, everything needs to be discussed in context. If RJ Barrett is, uh, your number one uh, option on offense, are you going to be a very good team? Of course, you're not going to be a good team. You're going to be a pretty bad team. Um, as we saw tonight. Um, but it, it, I do think it was good to see that because it was a reminder that this kid he can still do stuff. And I don't, you know, I don't know that tonight, you know, gets us any closer to determining like what his role is on an NBA team. And maybe, maybe it's actually a discouraging thing that we have a guy who like needs the ball in his hands a whole lot um, to, to be successful. And he it does, and he's just not a guy who could adjust well to being more of an off the ball guy. I mean, what does that mean for him long-term? Um can he be a number two in a particular type of offense? Is he best long-term, like, off the bench for a contending team? And he comes in and he runs the show for, you know, 10, 15 minutes a game. Um, what would he look like alongside a true superstar, a real star? That's a that's a question that's never really been raised. Like, what would R.J. Barrett look like alongside a true number one um, where he got the benefit of that player drawing attention and – you know, he got to just do his thing. I don't know. But it was an encouraging nice from R.J. Barrett. I don't think I have to say anything about else about any of these players. Nobody did shots. Um, I don't think that means they played badly. I think it just means they didn't need shots. Um, I didn't think anyone played particularly badly other than, you know, Mitch, again, struggled with the defensive assignment. Um, Fournier clearly wasn't right. He only played 20 minutes. Uh, yeah. That's about it. That's all I got. Oh, I mean, I guess the only thing I'll say is I wish I wish we got to see OB get featured a little bit more. Um, again, that's not really his game. I, I've been saying it for the last two days. Like, if you expect OB Toppin to step in and, like, get however many ISOs run for him or whatever, like, that's not going to happen. That's not his game. Um, I thought he had some nice moments. Um, you know, it would have been nice for the, if they were able to find him for some more easy buckets. But, hey. Give credit to Oklahoma City. That's the other thing I wanted to say, and then I'll go to the Super Chats. Oklahoma City is not a bad team. When SGA is in there and they're hitting shots, which, again, they haven't done all year. Tonight, of course, they hit fucking everything. And I, I didn't even think the three-point defense was that horrendous. I really didn't, other than the struggles with the high pick and roll um, involving Mitch. Um, and and also SGA just, like, draws so much attention. He, he's a real matchup advantage. Uh, he really is. He's a really good fucking player. Um, but – uh, what the hell was I saying? Yeah, OKC's good. They're a they're a decent team. Like, there's a reason that like this organization is trying to lose, and like they just refuse to. So, all right, that's it. Uh, let me get to the super chats, and then I'm gonna get out of here. Probably a little earlier than normal tonight. Uh, Dan Hidalgo did the right things early. Shots just didn't fall. Yeah, I agree. Um, Hannibal Miles. OKC was making their shots, and the Knicks weren't. But do we underestimate Julius's ability to draw double teams and open up for other players? I mean, here's the thing. What I liked about tonight and what I felt so encouraged about tonight was I thought the ball was moving. Other than a couple of possessions where, like, the initial action wouldn't work. And, like, yes, that's a major concern. 
And the Knicks needed one more guy, which is why I said I would have loved to see Kemba in there tonight. They needed one more guy in addition to RJ. Um, I thought other than that, the ball moved well and the shots were good. And like when Julius does draw doubles, what happens? He kicks it to three-point shooters. If those three-point shooters are going to miss, then the Knicks are going to lose. That's why, like, of all the things that I come out of tonight, missing Julius Randle wasn't one of them. Um, and, yes, I say that fully cognizant of the fact that they scored 80 fucking points. Um, but I'm just – that's my that's my, that's my my gut reaction. Uh, Chad Cohen, Happy New Year, John. Just wanted to follow up on our Evan Fournier exchange pregame. <laughs> his creation was elite tonight, LOL, but encouraging from RJ. Yeah, I just don't think Evan was right. I was, again, I, I they were down, Julius aside, like, what are, they were down Julius, um, for better or worse. They were down Kemba, would love to see Kemba in there. And I thought they were, I think you could say they were down Evan, because I didn't think Evan was himself. I was really excited to see Evan tonight, if he was healthy. And, uh, he wasn't, and it wasn't, you know, wasn't good. He didn't help them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens moving forward. It's just – I, I'm not sure if, if, you know, gun to my head, like, it, can I see this this exact Knicks roster for the rest of the year? I think there's a part of me that would be like, you know what, that would be kind of refreshing. And they wouldn't win a lot of games, and maybe that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um, but we would get to see these kids um, develop on the fly, which would be kind of fun. Anthony Six, though, SGA is what I hope RJ can become. Oh, man, I, I don't know if I'm there. Um, SGA is really good. But, uh, you know, so signs. They both have similar build uh, and a similar slow but powerful, smooth approach to the basket. Completely agree with that. That's very true. RJ just needs to get his finishing on uh, creation. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, Anthony. You know what? Maybe it's not that crazy. I mean, I, I just – my initial reaction was that way because I think SGA, if he was on a better team, would probably make an All-NBA team this year. And, you know, RJ has, has, has been bad uh, aside from one, you know, four or five-game stretch and tonight. Um, but, again, we saw encouraging signs with the ball in his hands. So I'm here for any and all um, RJ hype after this game uh, because this was the role that, uh, you know, he wants to be in. So that's good. Dominic Ambrosia. Ambrose. The flow was really nice. Missed shots, but the defense was still piss poor. In short, the team looked unprepared. <laughs> Hashtag it was Tim's. It was Tim's all along. I mean, they held OKC to, to 95 points and SGA was getting whatever he wanted. I don't know. Again, saying like a general blanket statement that defense was piss poor, like that to me is just like an uneducated statement because they were having a very specific issue with a very specific matchup advantage that OKC does really well. And by the way, go look at OKC's like net rating. Go look at their record um, ever since the first like six or seven or eight games of the year. Like, it's not great, but, like, they're an NBA team. They're a pretty decent NBA team. They've beaten really good teams. They were in it against Utah a couple nights ago. Or maybe, sorry, not Utah. Um, it was Phoenix. Um, and they didn't even have SGA. Like, they could – and and here's the thing. Like, those guys that were in shots tonight, they weren't hitting those shots all year long. They're the worst three-point shooting team in the league. All of a sudden tonight, they hit everything. It happens sometimes. But when you combine their center's ability to shoot – 
and you throw that up against Mitchell Robinson, who had struggled against stretch fives all season long, and then you throw in SGA being being able to get downhill, and the Knicks not really having a great a great matchup for him. Um, this is what you're gonna get. You're gonna get some open threes. I didn't think their defense was piss poor at all. Thought OKC hit good shots, and I thought they took advantage of the couple of things that they do really well on offense. So, all due respect, Dominic, I disagree with that comment vehemently. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Emil Boumansor, I was not upset about this game at all. We looked fine, but we couldn't hit our wide-open threes. R.J. Barrett looked great, and his offense was good enough um, to win the game. The Knicks need time to adjust without Randall. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I, I just want to, be, again, be very clear. If this team doesn't have Julius Randall for the rest of the year, I don't uh, know. If they did have Kimball Walker for the rest of the year, but they didn't have Julius Randle, I, I, I'd at least be interested. And a healthy Evan Fournier, and like this version of R.J. Barrett, and they didn't shoot. What the fuck did they end up shooting tonight? Um, eight for 40. They shot 19% from three. My God. Like, I think it could be a pretty decent team. Not Probably not a playoff team, but, you know, playing team, maybe screw around, win a playing game. I don't know. Um, but... Again, I mean, we're we're getting to the point in the season where we're all going to need to sit here and reconcile of like reconcile what is what's the rest of the season be? And you know, it, that question's probably going to answer itself because Randall's going to come back and he's going to get his thirty five minutes and 
he's going to do whatever he's going to do. But um, I don't know. I enjoyed watching tonight. Uh, Sean Ford, John and KFS, happy new year. My takeaway from this game is that I want to see more point RJ. Um, he needs to drive and dish all game. I thought IQ looked awful. Yeah, I think IQ didn't look awful. I think he just missed shots. I thought um, I thought he got a little exposed in that when he and that he's it's just it's tough. He's still not a great pick and roll point guard because he's not really a point guard. Um, I think IQ does better playing off of other guys who create matchup advantages. I think when you leave it to quickly to create the matchup advantage. Um, is where he struggles a little bit. And again, he's the 25th pick in the draft. He's not, or whatever he was, I don't know. Um, 27th, 20, no, 25th. Um, that's not a guy taken at that point in the draft is not supposed to be able to create matchup advantages. When you give him the opportunity to play alongside, whether it's Derek Rose or an Alec Burks when he's going well, or Julius Randle when he's going well, like you're going to love it. Um, but that's why I've always kind of pushed back on the IQ as starting point guard stuff. Um, that said, I didn't think he played terrible. I think he missed shots. Uh, biological goat here, bef- here before people start saying the lack of Julius had anything to do with us missing threes and guarding threes poorly. Kids played well outside of that. Yeah. And again, like they like SGA and those shooting bigs absolutely devastated their defense and they still only gave up 95 points. Like that's the thing. The Knicks, like, I, and again, no one wants to hear me defend fucking Tom Thibodeau tonight. But, like, they go into every game with, like, what is the best chance that I'm going to have to win the game? And before this game, I guarantee you, they were like, this is the worst three-point shooting team in the league. So if we're going to give them anything, we're going we're gonna to crowd the paint, we're going to smash, we're going to uh, collapse on the paint, we're going to make sure that they don't get anything easy down low, um, which they – for the most part did other than when SGA was just a fucking magician. And then we're going to, you know, go out and try to contest the threes as best as we can. And I, did they do a great job of contesting those threes? No, of course not. But like, you know, you can't have it all. And they gave up 95 points. I just, I can't, I can't sit here and be like the defense was terrible when they gave up 95 points. Um, maybe I'm in the minority. Uh, as is often the case. Uh, Javier Montalvo, since OKC centers kept drilling threes, why didn't Tibbs use Obi at the five? Is a zone ever possible with the Knicks? Um, the zone question's a good one. I think that's interesting. Um, by the way, uh, we got uh, Tibbs apparently in post game said when Kemble was warming up, something didn't feel right. He, it was a last minute scratch. When asked if he's worried it's a serious situation, Tibbs said he didn't know. So we'll see what happens there. Um, as far as Obi at the five, I just think that was more – he was worried about rebounding. Um, and I think all night long, especially with Mitch, he was trying to take advantage of the fact that Oklahoma City would not be able to get Mitch off the boards and would not be able to stop Mitch lobs, which, you know, the Knicks took advantage of that a couple times, but it didn't It didn't pay off. Could he have gone to Obi at the five? Yeah, sure. I think he could have. Um and just switch everything, but yeah, that's fair. I mean, they scored 80 points, so anything is fair. Um, Jessica, what's going on, Jessica? This lineup just needs to get two to three games together to gel. I love the energy, the defense. The first half was great. 
Um, the best first three minutes of the year. Completely agree. I love that first three first three minutes. Um, hopefully for Toronto, we have Kemba too. Let's go next. Yeah, I, I just you know, and Toronto's another team. Like they're a, they're a solid team. Like look at their net rating on the year. It's not a bad net rating. Um, they know how to play. They're in the playoff race, play in race, whatever. Like it's going to be a rough game if they don't have Kemba Walker. I hope they do have Kemba. I'd love to see this group with Kemba and see what happens. Uh, Manny Campos, what's going on? Where would RJ be if we put the ball in his hands from his rookie year and gave him all the reps he could handle? Would he be on the level of SGA? You know what? It's a fair question. As I finish my sake for my uh, sushi takeout dinner. Um, it's a fair question. It's a fair question. I mean, look, I'm not going to sit here and be like, RJ has been, he's been like baby in the corner for, for three, two and a half years. I don't think it's been like that. I think it's been, I think the Knicks have actually done a real, I think the Knicks did a really good job last year of giving him selective opportunities to, you know, get his looks in, get his drives and, and all that. Um, this year, not so much. Um, and the first year was just, it was, I mean, they gave him a lot of opportunity. It was just, it was a spacing disaster. Um, and he had, there was a lot of other guys who took a lot of shots. So it's a fair comment. Do I, do I think we'd be sitting here talking about him like we talked about SGA after his third year? No, I don't think so. But at the same time, like, I don't know. It's not nuts. It's not crazy. It really isn't. Uh, forgotten NYC. The thing that continues to drive me nuts is the plethora of truly wide-open threes from the other team. I mean, I've, I've discussed this already. Teams are making us pay this year, and we're struggling. I, you know, again, I'll go back and watch it. There was some confusion for sure. Um, but you got to take something away. They took away the paint. They gave up the threes. The worst three-point shooting team in the league hit their threes. Uh, D Black, everything in this game was ugly. The three-point shooting, the no-frills thunder floor. <laughs> I completely agree with that. Insepid Wally and the Beastie Boys at each break. Glad this year is done. Uh, amen to that. Uh, Rob Thaluzma. Uh, um, I was really happy to see the kids get some run, uh, JM. And Happy New Year to all you guys at KFS. And the entire Knicks family. Thank you so much, Rob. I appreciate that. Uh, happy New Year to you and your family. Um, I was happy to see the kids get some run, too. Uh, prototype NC. We missed open looks, but if they went in, different story. Again, I just wanted to crystallize. Um, and then look, it is a little trite. But if the Knicks tonight had gone do some quick math here. Uh, 14 for 41. If the Knicks had shot 34% from three tonight, which is like below league, below league average, you know, they win this game, even with Oklahoma city hitting a million threes. Um, it is what it is. Uh, my thing is the rotations. How many times does Tibbs have to see our centers getting blown by, give up threes before going small? Yeah. I mean, it's, that's fair. He was, he thought it would pay off in other ways, and um, it didn't. Um, so, you know, it's fair criticism. Uh, Emil Boumansour, just imagine, Shane, just imagine Shane in Nick's uniform. Yeah, I'd love to. He does not settle until he's at the rim. 
What a player. Yeah. New new Patreon member. Hey, thanks, Emil. Glad to have you aboard. We appreciate it. Shout out to all of our patrons here checking us out. Um, we love you guys. So you've made the year much better. Uh, Keith Knighton. When does the season become lost? And is it and time to move forward? When does the season become lost? I mean, I have a tough time saying that the season is lost right now because they are, I think, what are they, intense at this? Not, again, not that that means anything. Um, but, yeah, they're in 10th place right now. They're in a three-way, excuse me, they're in a three-way tie for ninth um, with the Celtics and the Raptors. They're a half game up on the Hawks. You got to figure the Hawks are going to play better. Um, and they are a, a one and a half games back of Washington. I would not be shocked if Washington keeps losing. Uh, they're two games back of uh, Charlotte, and they're two and a half games back of Philly, and then three games back of Cleveland. Like, you know, I I think I said at some point over the last couple of days, I, did, I still didn't think a six seed was, like, insane to think that it was possible. Do I think it's likely? No, I think it's very low likelihood. I think much more likely is you're probably gonna is you're probably shooting for like the A seed, nine maybe. Um, I don't know. Uh, is it time to like? But again, what does that even look like? What are you, what are you gonna do? You tell Julius Randle to sit on the bench? Uh, hell, Julius Randle, the way he's been playing, might be your best tanking weapon. You know, the, th- the thing for me is, like, if they're, <laughs> you know, if they're not going to win games, I'd rather see them not win games like this uh, with these kids. And, and again, I, if I stand by my convictions. I think they played well enough to win tonight. They just didn't hit shots. So I, I don't know. I have no idea. Drew P. RJ generated open shots, played through him. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, Kane Marco. I'm disgusted and embarrassed as a Knicks fan tonight. My goodness. I don't know what to say to that. Uh, why are you disgusted and embarrassed? Uh, they missed shots and they didn't have any advantage creators other than RJ Barrett. I don't know. I don't know. That's an odd comment. Um, if this was <laughs> if this was the thing that got you disgusted and embarrassed to be an fan, <laughs> you haven't been around very long, buddy. I'm sorry to say. Uh, great film stuff. RJ can't really be RJ when Randall's on the floor. Uh, that's a good, that's a, that is a comment worth digging into. Um, and again, uh, shout out to, uh, shout out to myself, I guess. Um, because I, I mentioned in, in the newsletter, uh, what was it on Thursday? Uh, some of the on off numbers, with uh, Julius Randle on the floor and Julius Randle off the floor. And this year, with Julius Randle off the floor, the Knicks are plus 13 points per 100 possessions with R.J. Barrett out there. It's it's not a huge sample size, um, you know, and it's certainly not indicative of, of anything big time. But, like, it is very clear, to me at least, that I think R.J. Barrett plays a very different brand of basketball when um, when Julius is not on the court and when he gets a chance to do what he's going to do. Um, yeah, I don't know. But, again, you got 
got Julius here. He's not going anywhere this year, at least. I doubt I doubt it, at least. Um, would have liked to see Obi be more aggressive. Yeah, but again, that's not Obi's game. I mean, I think someone mentioned in the chat before, would have liked to see more pick and rolls for Obi. Yeah, I mean, we'd have liked to see, I'd like to see more pick and rolls for Obi all year, but like teams are teams are looking for that. Teams are game planning for that. Um, you know, they gave up one towards the end of the game and quickly missed him. But you know, that was the game was over. Um, so we'll you know we'll we'll, we'll see what happens moving forward. Do just catching up here. Okay. Uh, Robert Cross, my main man. Happy New Year, Robert. Um, enjoyed seeing RJ featured more. Another reason to move Randall. Well, let's see. We're an hour and a half away from January 1st. So that means, let's see, 30 days has September, April, June, and November. So 31, 30, that means 34 days until they could trade Julius Randall. Uh, I would not hold my breath. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked. I w- I'd be surprised, though. Jeremy, what's going on, Jeremy? Happy New Year, and also thanks for the great year of content. Thank you for coming and um, always chiming in in the Super Chat and watching and supporting us. Everybody, thank you, everybody, for, for supporting us. Um, we're able to dedicate as much time to putting out the content uh, because of the support that we get from you guys. So thank you. Um, does RJ have experience playing with a true number one if you consider Zion? Um, I, that was such a funky year at Duke. Like I didn't watch all their games. I watched, I don't know, 10. I don't know that I would say that that was like any modicum of cohesion. It was more just like, all right, your turn, my turn, your turn, Cam's turn, my turn again, your turn. Like, um, so no, I don't, I don't really think we have seen that. Um, man, would I love to see it, man. Oh boy. Again, we're talking about players just 21 years old. Yeah. It was a, it was a really opening, eye opening night tonight. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? How you doing? Um, happy with tonight, to be honest. SGA Oklahoma City hit some tough shots, and the Knicks played tough. Heartbreaking to see some of these shots roll out. I wanted Kemba tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I would, I really would have liked to see Kemba. Would it have made a difference? Probably not. Um, especially with the defense. Like, yeah, let's call a spade a spade. Their defense was better tonight because Kemba Walker did not play. I don't know that it could have been any worse in terms of giving up the threes, and that's. 
Um, but but in terms of, I mean, again, let's let's call it like it is. If Kemba's in there, SGA or Dort or whoever, they're they're targeting him on switches every time, um, and taking him into the paint, and then like that's only pulling guys off of those shooters even more. So you're talking about probably would wind wound up giving even more open looks from deep. So as much as I would have liked to see what Kemba brought on offense, like that's the give and take of Kemba Walker, which is why, you know, Kemba Walker's not anybody's idea of a long-term answer at, at point guard for that and, and other reasons. Um, but yeah, I would like to see him out there today. Uh, maybe would have hit some threes. I do. I like what I saw. I love when we played through our guards and wings. Do you think the front office is going to have a magnifying glass on this stretch without Julius? Um, magnifying glass on. I, I honestly don't know. I don't know what the front office is thinking right now. I, I just, I don't know. So much of it depends on Julius Randle and their willingness slash ability to move him in a deal. Like they're not going to move him to move him. That, that That's not done in the NBA. They're not going to do it. They need to find someone who's like, we want Julius Randle. We want him on the cheap, but we want him. And we're willing to give up a real thing um, to get him. And for that to happen, he needs to play better, which means he needs to play, period. So I don't know that tonight or these next couple of games are going to change anything because ultimately, broken record alert, they're still going to play Julius and they're going to play him a lot because they're best in it is in their best interest to try to get him right. Like it, pretending that he could just go away is not a thing, you know, that could happen. But, I, you know, we'll see. Um, CT Pittman, happy new year, CT. Hope you're well, man. Uh, happy new year, KFS. You guys absolutely killed it this year with dope content. Not going to stress over this game because it's new year's Eve and I have a lot to be thankful for. Putting, putting life into context as usual is CT Pittman. Um, yeah, no reason to stress about this game. I mean, again, I think, um, If nothing else has been solidified, it's like, you know, this is not a year in which anything big is going to be accomplished. But that does not mean that the next three and a half months are not going to have immense implications for the organization. And, uh, you know, they do have some decisions to make. Um, And I do think the next few games will will help reveal some of the answers to to those those questions they may be asking themselves. Uh, Sean Ford. Kevin Love, 35 points, 11 rebounds, four assists today. Kevin Love for Randall Hive. Hashtag, hashtag K Love for Randall Hive. Um, yeah, again, I, I just, I don't know why, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I don't know why Cleveland's doing that. I, maybe they would. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But again, I, you know, it's not like he's an advantage creator, but he can hit threes. And he can draw doubles still if you if you feature him a little bit more. And he can he can still draw a double on the block. Uh, Matt Aussie Knicks fan, happy New Year, KFS family. Happy New Year to you, my man. Can't wait for what's to come in 2022, both for you all and our young core. Yeah, I think you know 
I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that we're an hour and 20 minutes away from the ball dropping. I'm going to be super optimistic right now. And I'm going to try to put the ultimate silver lining on, on uh, how the season has gone. There were, there were a subset of folks this off season who were like, I'm worried the Knicks are going to make an all in trade before the situation is ripe to do so. And I think at the very least, what this season has revealed is that they are not going to be making any all-in trades <laughs> and that they are, you know, still a bit of a ways away. And I have to think the front office is going to be smart about that in all the ways that they need to be smart about that. Um you know, but there are there are degrees to which they can lean into where it seems they are as an organization right now. Um, you know, and there's competing interests uh, that every organization deals with. So, you know, I too am excited to see the young kids play more in the year ahead. I'll just say that. Um, all right. I think Andrew, uh, hit me up. Oh no, I missed one. Uh, Robert cross. I think that's it. If I've missed anything else, let me know. Um, I don't disagree, John, but Randall is in the way of RJ's and OB's development. Hashtag 53 wins crying, laughing emoji. Um, a look. God. I don't know. I, I feel bad. I don't want to pile on Randall tonight. Um, again, they, they, like, look, <laughs> this entire year has been a reminder that they really miss last year's version of, of Randall. Like, they really miss that guy. That guy was the best player on a decent team. Um, I wish we had that guy back. I really do. It's really sucked that he's, he's become what he's become. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I just, I don't, I don't envy anybody with them right now. I don't envy the coach. I don't envy Randall trying to figure his way out of this mess. I don't envy the front office. I just, I don't envy any of them, but I like the kids that they have. I, I believe in the kids that they have and, uh, would like to see them, um, play more and play better. Because they didn't, they didn't play great tonight. They, you know, got to miss some shots. All right. On that note, uh, this has been fun. It's been a, a wonderful year. I'll just say very briefly. Kind of said it a little bit already, but 2021 was a miserable, horrible, no good, very, very bad year for a lot of people, and um, that sucks for a lot of reasons, but. Life goes on, um, and we try to make the best of it every day with our basketball team and with real life. And um, I'm just very thankful for the fact that with all that's happened this year, it's been an opportunity through different happenstance for – 
us to be able to grow this thing to where it is and um, have the opportunity to see if there is if there was more support out there for what we were trying to do. And that's all we were able to do. We were able to just see, is there more opportunity out there for us to grow? And the only reason we were able to grow is because of all of you guys and gals and everybody um, supporting us and watching us and downloading us and all of that stuff. Um, Because it doesn't matter how much content we put out or whatever, if nobody, if nobody listens, nobody watches, it doesn't make a difference. So I just want to end the year by saying thank you to everybody out there for any time anybody's ever watched anything we've done, listened to anything we've done, you know, sent me a DM saying something nice, saying, saying anything, I mean, retweeting something, anything, literally anything. Uh, you don't have to do that. We're not deserve. We're not any more deserving of it than anybody else. Um, we're just Nick fans who we need our therapy for this to with this team. Uh, so uh, thanks everybody and uh, <laughs> Robert Cross. Our biggest problem isn't mention is is we're not mentioning chicken cutlets enough this year. Yes, 2022 will be the year of the chicken cutlet. Robert, mark my words. All right. On that note, uh, happy new year, everybody. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why, what do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.